Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about Pinnacle Weapons and the role that they play in the game right now. A lot of questions I've gotten recently about why Pinnacle PvP weapons are so good in PvE. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now. Twitch.tv slash say no to rage. This is the main hub where I create all my content if you want to catch me live. If I'm not live, you can always push the follow button on the channel. If you're watching on YouTube, hitting like and subscribe is a great way to help me out. So... Pinnacle weapons are getting, you know, a lot of attention recently, and there's obviously people worried about Recluse getting nerfed. There's some there's some videos floating around. Giggs posted a video on Twitter just decimating people with Recluse. There's been criticism of the Recluse Mountaintop combination, and there's been a lot of people that have, you know, wondered why, you know, Mountaintop is basically the best, you know, PvE power weapon. It's not a power weapon, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it's one of the best weapons for DPS. You're going to add it to your your arsenal and really, really boost your DPS in endgame fights and endgame stuff. So, I- I've gotten this question a lot, so I wanted to do a talk about this. I want to say, okay, what do we think about the Pinnacle weapons? Number one, let's kind of walk through some of the more well-known ones and think about how it looks how they, you know, the role they played in the game. So I want to start by talking about just like the existing pinnacle weapons. Let's talk about them. Some of them probably could use a little bit of help. Some of them aren't that great. Uh, then we can talk about PvP in PvE. Why are the PvP weapons so good in PvE? Let's talk about that. You know, let's let's look at Recluse and Mountaintop and think through ways they could think about PvE weapons beyond this. And then what about the raid? I want to end by talking about what about the raid? Because I think pinnacle weapons are part of the narrative right now where endgame aspirational content doesn't have good enough loot and you really start to see that when you compare pinnacle weapons to raid weapons and I mean all raid weapons like all the way back to even like Leviathan I know everybody loves the midnight coup that's pretty much the only weapon all weapons all the way back to the you know the first raid in destiny 2 nothing really competes with the pinnacles and I think that's something that has to be considered in this conversation so let's talk about existing weapons first let's just talk about the redricks this is kind of one of the first iterations of the idea of like you can grind for a pinnacle weapon it can take a really really long time to get and it's got a unique perk on it i kind of think redrix has fallen off the radar of most people i would love desperado to get repurposed and thrown somewhere else in the game whether you throw desperado on another a raid pulse or a, just a pulse in general that can be grinded for or a curated role i would love desperado to have more presence in the game because unfortunately i just i don't think desperado i don't think the redrix is even really on anybody's consent consideration as much as it used to be so that one kind of fell off the radar the oxygen that scout rifle another one that was kind of creative but i just don't think it got any traction don't think it was a good enough weapon they could have done more to it scouts in general aren't that hot right now they'd have to restructure a lot of the content and i don't want them to do that i don't want them to create content for scouts but i do think we could start to see them maybe change the base damage of scouts, make them significantly stronger, and then that might do to the oxygen what happened to the loaded question. The loaded question got significantly better when they buffed fusion rifles. Everybody talked about how the loaded question was good. I never liked it that much. And then after the fusion rifle buff, I was like, okay, this gun's actually pretty strong. I'm actually going to use it. Oxygen's not a terrible weapon. Loaded Question wasn't terrible, but the Loaded Question definitely got a whole lot more traction, at least in my mind, after the buff. So I think Scout Rifles in general need some help there. The, the Breakneck is fun. I do like the Breakneck, but 
it's an auto rifle and it's completely and utterly decimated and outclassed by the recluse so that's another issue right is you know you you make certain pinnacles so much more significantly stronger than others it's really difficult to even justify using the breakneck when you have a recluse if you don't have a recluse i think the breakneck is one of the more fun and it's actually a reasonably strong weapon given that it is a pinnacle i think it functions very well the delirium is a nice machine gun it really only started to shine because they nerfed the other machine guns in the game uh which was weird they did like a 20 percent nerf and then the delirium has 21 percent in its name i don't know if they were being cheeky or what but the delirium is is a fine weapon i just don't think a lot of people are using it right now because grenade launchers emerged as being so insanely strong so it'd be great if we could get a pinnacle grenade launcher uh, again, like the Wendigo, maybe one that functions a little bit different. The Wendigo is actually really, really fun and really strong, but it'd be cool to get one with maybe spike nades. I actually would love to see a pinnacle rocket launcher next season, as well as a rocket launcher buff across the board, more gun, you know, more rockets in the chamber, more base damage, etc. I still don't think rockets are in a good place. And then lastly, you know, you think about Mountaintop and Recluse. I don't know if I left any pinnacles out. I almost left out the Wendigo. Oh, the Hush. I don't really care about the Hush. A lot of people don't seem to even care about it. It's just a bow that, like, hip fires fast. The the Mountaintop and the Recluse are clearly top tier. The combination's insane. You know, the the... the especially the mountaintop coming over into pve and then when you combine mountaintop recluse and pvp it's insane the way that they can function together it's a really great combo so all of those weapons i think it's going to kind of fly over them and think through like what are what made a good pinnacle why are certain pinnacles stronger than others why did certain pinnacles suddenly get you know a lot more attention oh yeah luna's in the not forgotten sorry luna's and not forgotten have not been forgotten thank you for the reminder luna's and not forgotten you know they got hit so they're not quite what they used to be and then the revoker uh you know the, the revoker i think a lot of people are enjoying it i don't know if it's gonna be a dominant pinnacle weapon the way that mountaintop recluse became dominant weapons but i definitely think revoker is is a good weapon from everything i've read i I can't speak from experience, but I can definitely say that it seems that people are pursuing it and enjoying it, but I don't think it's at the level of like recluse and mountaintop. So those are the, you know, those are the pinnacles. Those are kind of some of my thoughts about them. And I think that really frames the discussion because let's talk about PVP and PVE. I was getting this question a lot lately and I felt like let's have like an official response, an official video about this. Like, Lono, why are PVP weapons so strong in PVE? You know, this is ridiculous. This is a, this is, this doesn't make any sense. I actually think it's extremely natural and it does make sense. And let me explain why. If something is strong in PvP, it's because it does damage quickly and efficiently. If you think about what makes Mountaintop and Recluse so insanely strong, it does damage to enemies quickly and efficiently. Quick damage isn't the same as quick and efficient damage. I can do quick damage to you with a a heavy weapon, you know? It's not necessarily going to be as efficient because you got to rely on the on the ammo to drop. Maybe it's a grenade launcher and you miss. You see what I'm saying? Like there are usually efficiency detriments to a lot of the power weapons, to a lot of the the fast TTK weapons. Shotguns would be an example of this. Shotguns have the fastest TTK in the game, right? You get up close and you one-shot somebody. You can't kill anybody faster than that. But there's a natural efficiency detriment there where you have to close gaps and get close. There's risk involved there. They might shotgun you back. Now, somebody might say, "Well, shotguns are in a bad spot right now, Lono." That's a separate discussion, but I do think, in general, the reason that pinnacle weapons come over into PvE and they're strong when they're made to be strong in PvP is because they do damage quickly and efficiently, and that's a really, really merciless combo for both PvP 
and PVE. I would really do, I really do want to see better PVE pinnacles put into the game. The oxygen's not bad. The Wendigo is a great first step. I think that's a really strong grenade launcher. Again, similar to the loaded question, I think one of the reasons the Wendigo is so strong is because they buffed grenade launchers. They just recently kind of raised their damage, and that buffed subsequently the Wendigo. Loaded question, same deal. It really got taken out of the, oh, it's good, to this is actually a strong weapon. So that's something to be considered if they do future pinnacle weapons for PvE. They have to consider the archetype or the damage type they're attaching it to because if they do a lin- a pinnacle a pinnacle linear fusion or a pinnacle rocket launcher those weapons in general are in kind of bad shape right now in the PVE landscape if they did a pinnacle PVE sniper those aren't in good shape right now you'd have to buff those archetypes and make them stronger before you'd really start to see those weapons get into pinnacle status now I also think some of the quests have been a little tedious and a little bit too long, especially when you can compare some of the quests to, like, the Bad Juju quest. So maybe they could tone down some of the tedious nature of the quest because it just ends up pushing people to not either want to do it or it takes too long or they pay somebody else to do it. The quests can be long and they can require a lot of you, but maybe tone down some of the tediousness of them. Lastly, let's just quickly talk about what about the raids. Anytime this comes up, I think about the raids. I'm like, look at these amazing weapons. Look at the look at these amazingly strong weapons. And then look at the raid gear. And the raid gear looks like a joke in comparison. And I think that's a problem within loot philosophy. So, I think raid gear in general should be looked at and should be considered to be pinnacle. I think they have the things in place that they already need. If you take the idea of a pinnacle weapon where it's got a unique perk and a static roll, and you combine that with curated rolls on weapons in the raid, you have yourself the best recipe for how they could design raid weapons. There could be a curated roll on every weapon that is tantamount to a pinnacle weapon, and that would be really, really good. That'd be a nice switch and pivot to the way they structure the weapons now. One other thing I do think they could afford to do with raids is create a pinnacle raid weapon. Not an exotic. I think that's fine. They could do raid exotics. I like that. But it would be kind of cool to have that weekly raid grind attached to a pinnacle raid weapon quest that you're working on. Again, what does that do? That puts people in the raid every week. That makes them feel like they're getting a sense of accomplishment. Even if they're not getting the gear that they want, they're working on the pinnacle raid piece of gear quest. I think that'd be a really, really good decision as well. So those are my thoughts on pinnacle weapons and how they function in the game. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch these live twitch.tv slash say no to rage. As with all of my content, appreciate you listening and watching. Please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my talk about pinnacle weapons and their role in the game. We had a lot of questions about why are PvP pinnacles so good in PvE, so I want to do a whole talk about pinnacle weapons and their presence in the game and how they should think about that going forward. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you could probably catch me live right now. Twitch.tv slash say no to rage. Uh, and if I'm not live, click the follow button. If you're listening to this on you know YouTube or the other places, subscribing to the podcast or the YouTube channel is a great way to help me out. And you can always share this content with anybody that you think might like it. So let's jump right into the questions. Always remember, guys, when you submit questions, it's exclamation point question and then a space. You can't put anything after question so b rush you just put dot dot after question you can't do that there has to be literally nothing after question other than a space you can't run things together like that so sus bus gaming what do you think about bungie adding in the pinnacle weapon perks to raid weapons to make the rewards more worthwhile and would you want to see pinnacle perks exclusive to raids there there this can get kind of touchy because i i like the fact that 
pinnacle weapons have a perk you can't get anywhere else. I do think you can get to a point where you can recycle those perks, maybe. We could recycle Onslaught, we could recycle Desperado. You gotta be careful, though, because I think, like, when you look at the Recluse, the Not Forgotten, the Lunas, and things of that nature, that you, you could start to make people get a little frustrated. Like, I fought for this, and this was awesome, and now you just added it somewhere else. I think if you're gonna recycle, like, Desperado, it should be on a curated pinnacle version of, like, a Raid Pulse. So then at least somebody could say, well, why'd you recycle Desperado? That was on Redrix. Well, it's like, well, yeah, but it's on a pinnacle curated role in the Raid, you know, and that would be a justification for doing that. Thank you for two years, Mookmi. That's a gold badge. Welcome back. So... That, that's how I would think about it. As I said in the talk, I think curated roles and pinnacle weapons need to get married and make babies in the raid because I think, I think that's the way raid weapons should function. Curated roles in a random role system is a great iteration on the idea, but it needs to be bolstered in aspirational content. So when I get a curated role weapon in the raid, that should be cause for celebration, confetti in the confetti in the air, fate bringer. Oh my gosh, I got it! Moment. Like that's what it should feel like to get a curated raid weapon, and that ain't happening right now. And I think pinnacle weapons can kind of come over and inform the philosophy. A pinnacle weapon comes over and it informs the philosophy of how curated roles work in a raid. MW2 Killer. Since Bungie makes pinnacle weapons easier to get every season, do you think they will also get weaker? Uh, this is, this seems, this seems accurate, but inaccurate at the same time. Like, Mountaintop was ridiculous, Recluse was a little bit easier. I don't know what Revoker looked like, but Wendigo was not that difficult and I don't think Oxygen was either, but then Loaded Question wasn't that difficult either. Like, there's been some that have been harder than others. Like, Breakneck was just play 40 Gambit matches, pretty much. I mean, the other things kind of happened naturally. Play 40 Gambit matches was essentially what you had to do to get Breakneck. That's not that hard. That's just literally a time sink. So, I don't know how accurate this is. The question is, do I think they're going to continue to get weaker? I don't want them to be easier, but I do want them to be less tedious. Trying to get, like, double kills with grenade launchers in PvP, like, that seemed absurd a little bit. So I would I would tone down some of the tedious nature. But don't make it easy. Go into Crucible and get 10 headshots. Boom, here's a pinnacle. Like, it needs to be reasonable. Uh, it needs to take time. Just... There's a difference between something taking time and something being tedious. I think that's a difficult line to, 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 to tiptoe on, but I think that they could start to think a little bit better about some of that. Like, what's this going to be like? What's the experience of the player going to be like trying to get multiple kills, like multi-kills with a grenade launcher and crucible? What's that going to do to the crucible? You know, they, that needs to be something that is thought, out, thought about when they have these long-term, you know, grinds and, and chases. Myers Alpha. With the way the quests are structured, i.e. times 500 this year, 300, could you continue to motivate players? That question makes no sense. Rusty, Vanguard and Gambit Pinnacles just require a time commitment where PvP Pinnacles required Fable until Revoker. Do you think this is a problem? Would you support updating older quests to have the same 3500 total glory as the Revoker? I I don't think you want to start restructuring old, old, old quests. I would say you want to start saying maybe future quests should should consider what you're saying there should be a predictable lane that a pinnacle quest lands in but you're saying they should all be you know restructured to be 3500 you know total glory 
I don't know if this is the right call. I think you're. I think this this feels nitpicky to me. Like, oh, you should go back and change all of them, make them all standardized. This is, they should all be like this. That feels a little nitpicky. That would be like, oh, well, we had to do X, Y, Z for this pinnacle. Go back and change all the Vanguard ones. Like, I just don't see that being a huge front burner issue right now. Now, what you're saying can obviously inform future pinnacle quests, but I don't think we need to like retroactively change all of them. Uh, Kennesaw says, how would you buff auto rifles? I think auto rifles need to have body damage buffed significantly in PVE, so you can just kind of mow down trash ads, and then you could start to get creative with the with the perks. So, imagine a an auto rifle where if you get rapid kills, th- th- there's a perk like that already. You know, rapid kills does something to the next magazine. I would think every rapid kill adds a stack to the next mag. And if you get enough rapid kills, the next mag has incendiary rounds or firefly rounds or something something crazy. So then you're motivated to like play in a certain way. You're just mowing make it kind of hard to wield it so it would make sense while, you know, why you're kind of going for more of a gut busting just spray. But if it's really strong on body shots and you're just ripping through trash ads and then like ambitious assassin right all those rapid kills feeds into the next mag i don't want the next mag to just be bigger it'd be cool to change it add something like focus firefly to the next mag depending on how many rapid kills you get you know add some type of a add some type of an incendiary round you know maybe add elemental rounds that could be something bungie could bring to the game if they're not going to give us elemental primaries they could give us elemental perks you know rapid kills add stacks of of chain lightning to the next mag and then it's basically a zalo if you use it right you get all those rapid kills reload and it's like and there's like all this lightning's going everywhere and then then that feeds the next and that feeds the next and you can kind of turn it into an elemental primary if you use it properly kind of like multi kill clip right yeah same kind of a similar idea explosive rounds and scenario rounds this is another way I think Bungie can iterate on perks is that you could start to bring elemental effects to the next mag or elemental effects if you do the right thing get rid of this idea that everything's rampage everything's kill clip and start giving us ways of playing with the weapon you know imagine having a, a, a an auto rifle or an SMG or even a pulse rifle like that body shots feeding some type of a stackable perk so you're playing in a weird way but if executed properly the gun becomes very very strong because right now it's like give me a hand cannon crit 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 reload crit 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 reload it'd be pretty cool five years into the franchise to start playing very differently with spray weapons or with pulse weapons you know body shots changing the way you're playing feeding the next mag with some type of a benefit b rush do you think that callous bounties are used to take our materials away so that people have a lot? This question's been happening ever since the thing came out. If you think it's just trying to drain your resources, you're probably a hardcore player that has lots of resources. That's the only reason you're thinking in this realm. Most people were not sitting on stores and stores and stores of planetary resources, and they can slow walk the bounties to get the discount to then slowly get the catalyst. It's meant to be a slow burn for casuals, and it's meant to be painful if you're a hardcore that can't wait. If you're a patient hardcore player, you can do it the same exact way. You can slow walk the discount. Spawn Man. 
Thoughts on Mountaintop's insane quest. It took so long to get, I don't like using grenade launchers now. <laughs> Kefaru was 17 months, thank you. I, I mean, yes, definitely, that was one of the ones that's easy to reference if you're talking about something that was a little bit tedious or maybe something that asked a little bit too much of the player. I definitely think you could look at that one and say, you know, they need to tone this one down or maybe not go back and retroactively, like, let's change it, let's make it easier. But they could definitely say, let's tone down any future quests that are similar to this one. We have this aloe, it's called the Risk Runner. Yeah, but again, I said elemental primary, so you gotta kinda listen listen to like the way I phrased it. I'm not saying we don't have Zalo. I was saying what if you could kind of create a Zalo if used properly? Who goes for body shots? Again, you gotta try to keep up with what I'm saying. I literally just said no one plays that way. This would be a new way of playing to add diversity and add a new way of using weapons instead of what we do now, which is crit, 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 reload, crit, 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 reload. Like, that's basically the rhythm of, like, most people just are throwing on a hand cannon and they're playing that way. So, like, I'm trying to create diversity in how the weapons are used, but also trying to give us some element primary presence because we don't have that we have elemental primaries not in the way that we did in d1 i think we need to go back to primary secondary and heavy and bring back true elemental primaries gale play with coming changes to armor and shadow keep do you think they should give more detailed explanations on perks and stats how much does 10 mobility versus one mobility oh yes 100 percent dr killshot thank you for six months that's a purple badge that's half a year that's what i'm saying is like I said this before in another video. If they're going to go for quote-unquote depth, right? If you're going to go for more RPG MMO feel, then you've got to do exactly what this question is saying. I need more information. What is more damage? What is slightly quicker reload? What is less this? What is more of this? What am I getting from the perk? What's the number? And don't be cheeky, Dylan, and look, here's a number, and it was like somebody saying they two-tapped or did something with the weapon. That's not a number. That's not what I'm talking about. Right? That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about going to a piece of gear. Okay? Let's imagine right now that they have restructured it. Right here. Bad Juju Catalyst. It will generate orbs. This masterwork also receive an additional perk. Okay? And it says extends the duration of String of Curses. Is it that painful to type that sentence a little bit longer? Extends the duration of string of curses by one second. That doesn't hurt. You didn't you didn't you didn't break your fingernail or your back by typing that sentence? Like that that's exactly the problem right now is that we have no idea. You go go let's go to shards of Galanor. Another example. Hits and kills with blade barrage will return super energy after the super ends. That I need an explanation of how that works. Each individual blade hit generates 2% super, kills generate 5%, orb generation creates 3%. You know what I'm saying? Have it all delineated so you know, okay, if I want to get the maximum amount of super energy out of Shards of Galanor, here's how I need to use it. Right? And there, there are a handful of examples of ways that they could really start to lean into giving us more stats and more information especially as I said if they're going to lean into more MMO style if you're going to add depth if you're going to add breadth if you're going to lean into a lot of these themes we need more information as a player JD Gamer hey Lono do you think we should see more pinnacle quests like Redrick's broadsword being long lengthy and hard but the weapon is worth the grind in my talk I said I think length is okay I think tediousness is not so 
Dylan talked about this on Reddit. When they put specific numbers in, it makes it much more difficult if they have to change it later because of localization issues. Okay. I I guess then this is why sometimes I think it's dangerous to tell the community why you're not doing something. Because I'm like, well, if it's difficult when you make a change later on, then I guess just deal with that. <laughs> I'm not trying to be crass or mean, but it's like if if you're trying to go to more stats on weapons and you're going to more towards that idea of the, the 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 player being empowered to make a build, giving us numbers is part and parcel to that. That's part of the process. Now, Bungie's probably taking that attitude for a few reasons. Well, most hardcore players can check the stats on a database, an API, or DIM or something. If they really want to know the numbers, they can check it or they can do their own testing. So they're probably just saying, look, the development time that this would add, the bandwidth that this would soak up, it just isn't worth it. Just keep it the way that it is. That's more than likely the logic. That could be sound reasoning. That probably is fair. Is it really needed? No, but it seems sensible to me that if you're going to go that route to add more stats, to add more numbers. Afro Samurai. With the grind being so difficult to get something like the Recluse, what is your opinion on paid carries? I don't really care about paid carries. If the consumer is willing, if the demand is there for the product, then I don't care. People pay for bottled water. People pay to have their lawns mowed. People pay to have their cars washed and detailed. People pay to have their houses cleaned. And there are plenty of dads and grandpas that like groan internally when they hear that you pay someone to wash your car or have your lawn mowed. They're like, what the frick? Why would you pay somebody to do something that you should be doing? Similar idea. It's a service. If it's in demand and there's a willing consumer base, then there's nothing wrong with it as long as they're not breaking any terms and conditions. So, recoveries are against TOS. If it's against terms of service, then people shouldn't do it. But again, I'm not going to go on a witch hunt about it. Why? I don't freaking care. If you want to break terms of service and jeopardize your account, if you want to break terms of service and jeopardize your standing on Twitch or whatever the frick, that's your choice. But I'm not going to go on a witch hunt like, they shouldn't do it. Right? And also the question says carry, so a paid carry is not the same as a paid recovery. You know. Amish Milkman. Do you think that after a period of time the pinnacle weapon perk should be added to the pool onslaught from Breakneck? Yeah, I answered this in the talk. I think after about a year it'd be okay, but potentially if you're going to recycle a perk like Onslaught or Desperado, it should probably be on a curated role in aspirational content, right? It should be on you know, a curated role in the raid or a curated role in Heroic Menagerie or something. So. Voidwalker. When it comes to titles, do you think Bungie should have tied unique loot to achieving titles rather than just cosmetic uh, and displayed title? I don't necessarily know if you want to add really powerful or unique loot to something like that because it is not a loot pursuit. So it's basically just like a grind. You're sort of you're sort of saying just play enough just check all these boxes and then we're going to give you a really dope weapon uh it's one of those things where that's just like a pinnacle weapon honestly that's a pinnacle weapon you're saying do these things and get this weapon so ultimately what your question here is is should they add more pinnacle weapons and tie them to titles i'm not against that but they kind of already did that didn't they I mean, it wasn't a title, it was a triumph. A lot of the pinnacles now are... It's a triumph, isn't it? Isn't that kind of how they did it? 
I, I, I'm, I'm blanking on how they did some of it, but tying it to a title, I just don't think that's necessary. Now, if you want to add something like a sparrow or a ship or a ghost, that's fine too, to tie that to a title. But, you know, if I grinded all the way up and got Wayfarer, and then I got some, some, I don't know, some weapon or some gun, I, or, or piece of armor, I just don't know if that's the way you put gear in the game behind something that's as tedious and as long running as a title the knights of MOG do you believe that pinnacles should be TTK and damage focus or they should be more gimmicky oxygen revoker hush I don't know if this is a a dichotomy worth entertaining I would say that I would say what you would probably want to do is focus on PvE weapons that could be really, really insanely strong but not break Crucible, and I think the Wendigo kind of achieved that. The way that you make the Wendigo strong isn't necessarily going to get footing. It's not going to get footing in the Crucible. So that would be my... my, That would be my suggestion. If they're going to do pinnacle weapons in, you know, PvE, design them like the Wendigo. So when they're at their pinnacle performance they, they can't go in and do that in crucible all that often because then they have the freedom to go a little bit more crazy and make something really really strong t1 scorch i don't understand why people complain about lord of worlds when recluse and mountaintop are 10 times more op why don't they just admit that pvp weapons being the strongest pve choice is hurting the game um you're i oh mean i'm not tracking with your logic here so you're saying, why do people complain about Lord of Lords when Mountaintop and Recluse are more OP or 10 times more OP? Okay, so that's a PvP-oriented question. So why do people complain about Lord of Wolves? It shows up a whole lot more often, probably. Um, I don't know. I, you're, you're more likely to run into a Lord of Wolves than a Recluse-Mountaintop combo. Uh, in any case, your second part of your question, why won't they just admit that PvP weapons being the strongest PvE choice is hurting the game? This feels like a non-sequitur. Like, it does not follow. Like, the logic here doesn't seem linked up to me. You know, Recluse and Mountaintop are problematic and hurting the game because they're the strongest in PvE. Like, I can't connect these dots here. I don't think the reason that Mountaintop and Recluse are problematic is because they're strong in PvE. I think they're problematic because that's the nature of a pinnacle. It has to be good or you're not going to chase it. If it's good and you chase it, it has the the likelihood and the possibility of hurting PvP. It's just the nature of it. If you're going to grind for a really strong weapon, what do you think that weapon's going to do? Well, that weapon is going to go over into the Crucible once you have it and probably be influential over the meta and the flow of combat. Why? The only way you're going to get people to grind for a pinnacle PvP weapon is to make it good. So I, I don't know the solution. If you don't, if you don't have pinnacle weapons every season for PVP, people are just going to find something else that's pinnacle. Dude, there's a god roll on this weapon that now drops in some lost sector, and if you get the right roll, it's insane, and everybody will go get it. Right? Dustrock Blues, anybody? You know, like that's going to happen even in the absence of pinnacle weapons. Now, somebody might say, but the Dust Rock Blues wasn't insane. It was just a strong weapon. Still, I I remember going into the Crucible and feeling like that was virtually all I went up against was, you know, Dust Rock Blues. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. 
I just think that if you're gonna have pinnacle weapons, this is what's gonna happen. Either that, or they make them plain and no one gives a frick about them, and then it's kind of pointless. Yeah, we got a, a pinnacle sidearm, uh, and it's not very good. Hopefully everybody goes for it, and then no one goes for it, because the pinnacle sidearm gets no legs or traction in PvE or PvP. Gritter. How do you feel about Crucible Pinnacles having two paths for their end quest line? I'm not reading the, last, the rest of your question because it's a freaking book. No, no. If it's a PvP pinnacle, go play PvP. If it's a PvE pinnacle, go play PvE. You don't give separate quest lines for those items. Absolutely not. It, that If you want the loaded question or you want the recluse, go and do the thing that, that it was required of you. Uh, staffer. General weapon question. Do you think Masterwork Launchers should make multiple orbs? Two orbs for four kills. This used to happen randomly back when they implemented Masterwork weapons by mistake. I don't really care about this that much. Most of your orbs coming from rapid Masterwork weapon kills is from a primary. Um, I really don't think super regen right now is a problem or a pain point in PvE. We are generating a junk ton of orbs. If you're playing with a team and you're using rigs and well and Masterwork primaries... Dude, there are orbs everywhere. I mean, I, I ne- I'm never like, man, I just can't get my super back. I have my super all the time. I should probably use my super more often than I do. I think I sit on my super too often. I'm probably leaving orbs on the ground. I don't think this is a problem right now. I don't think they need to make an adjustment here. I mean, maybe somebody could make the argument that there's a logical reason here that this should be, this should, this stuff that should take place. But I'm just like, man, I don't think this is a major pain point right now. I don't know how, I don't know if I've ever been playing PvE, and I'm like, man, I can't get my super back, you know. Super MG00, what if they made pinnacle weapons their own tier? Like an exotic, you can only use one pinnacle at a time. This makes them feel stronger and makes you choose your loadout instead of going with the meta. Mountaintop, Recluse, Wendigo. People using the Wendigo in Crucible, is it actually good there? Um... Well, I guess that's a good PvE loadout. I don't know if you want to do this because you're creating a new standard five years into the franchise. You're basically saying, here's a real specific legendary weapon that's really, really strong, and we're calling it Pinnacle. And because we're calling it Pinnacle, it's going to limit your loadout. The more you limit our loadout, I think the more you you frustrate that, that sense of freedom and empowerment that people like having... Just look at the way that people complain about the skill trees and having to pick an attunement and not being able to pick all the skills that they want. I, you know, I, it's a common complaint. You're kind of doubling down on that and you're saying, well, not only that, but you can only equip one pinnacle weapon at a time. You know, one legendary, one pinnacle, one exotic. I don't think this is needed and I don't know if it's going to really solve any of the problems. I mean, I suppose it would solve Mountaintop Recluse, but... There's a lot of other builds you can roll. You're not really going to hurt somebody running Recluse and One-Eyed Mask by taking away their mountaintop, you know? Thrally. What would you think about unlocking the perk with the pinnacle gun? Example, Callus Mini Tool and other weapons can roll with Master of Arms once you earn the Recluse. No. Mm. I mean, I see where you're coming from. Like, you don't you're not putting the perk in the general perk pool it's in the perk pool for you specifically if you've gotten the 
let's say you've got the Redrix, let's say you've gotten the Breakneck or the Recluse, their pinnacle perks, Onslaught and, and the rest can start drop uh, you know onslaught and desperado can start dropping other weapons my only my only concern here is that might be hard to balance because you're suddenly changing the perk pool of a weapon um so if you take the time to grind for recluse does master of arms need to then be possible on mini tool i don't know if there's a problem with this but I think you can cause confusion in the player base. Because if I go into the Crucible and I'm getting melted by the Callus Mini tool, I'm like, what the frick? How does he have Master of Arms on there? People are like, well, that means he got the Recluse, but he just doesn't feel like using it. Well, Master of Arms on the Mini tool might be more broken than the Recluse. You know? I, that, 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 that potentially causes more imbalance, unforeseen imbalance problems. So I think each weapon archetype needs its perk pool set so you know what's possible, and then Bungie works within that instead of you changing the perk pool and being like, oh, I can get Onslaught on a on a half dan now, you know, things like that. Who is Revel? Which big Destiny expansion is your favorite? Taking King, Rise of Iron, Forsaken, which is your least favorite? Well, my least favorite is probably uh, probably Curse of Osiris. That's That's going to be a common answer my favorite is probably Taken King for what it did to the franchise and the raid that gave me a streaming career I loved Wrath of the Machine but Rise of Iron was kind of a weak DLC Taken King had a lot, it had great cutscenes great voice acting great story, it brought it, it turned the franchise around it's one of the best raids in Destiny and it gave me a career in broadcasting um it what it helped launch my career in broadcasting, so I I, I would have to pick Taken King. It's hard though because Forsaken had amazing story structure with the Barons and the adventures and the voice acting, but Forsaken Forsaken's raid wasn't that great in my opinion because of the loot pool. The structure of the raid, the scope of the raid, Last Wish is phenomenal, but like the, the loot pool kind of sucks. Uh, and well, and the, the loot pool kind of sucks in King's Fall too. But I mean, I don't know. I have, I have more of a, an affinity and a love for that raid because of what it did for me. Hendrix live with 23 months, so close to two years, dude. Welcome back. Coco Mungus says, Do you think they should ever do tiered pinnacles again, like Luna Howl, Not Forgotten? I think it would help ease the wall that people seem to have. Help ease with the wall that people seem to have, but still incentivize people to go the whole nine yards. So you're saying do tiered pinnacles like Luna's How Not Forgotten. I think it would help ease with the wall that people seem to have. I don't know what you mean by that. Still incentivize people to go the whole nine yards. I'm not tracking with you. I don't know how a tiered pinnacle would promote more engagement. I mean, Luna's How wasn't exactly easy to get either. So I don't know what you mean by this. Starless Knight. Just like the Ikelos shotgun, the Recluse is starting to leave its lane in terms of power. The only piece of content that isn't good that it isn't good in is Scourge of the Past, Second Encounter, and the Equinox in PvP. I'm not actively campaigning for a nerf, but you foresee Bungie having to go in and scale it back. Well, uh, I don't want them to nerf it either, but I don't see how they they can leave it alone. You know. 
I don't want them to nerf Recluse, but I just don't see how they leave it alone. The clips that you can see, you know, people doing stuff in PvP, and then the things you can do with it in PvE, I don't know. It's not good at any rage combat. There's almost no range combat in Destiny is the problem. There's almost no ranged combat in Destiny, both PvE and PvP. And if you're on a map with range, it's not difficult to close gaps. It just isn't. Cruxley. Regarding Mountaintop, do you think simply adjusting the rate of fire in a Luna faction would be enough to nerf without making the weapon useless? This just seems really specific. We're going to make Mountaintop shoot slower in a Luna faction well. Why? Well, it does too much damage. You're just creating a rule for one gun that is that in many respects is kind of arbitrary. Right? I why are you doing that? If you think it does a little too much damage, maybe lower base damage, maybe lower impact damage, I don't know. But being like, well, the only time we're really going to see mountaintop you know, not be quite as strong is when it's in a well. I just don't know why that would that 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 patch note would be really strange for me. I think a lot of times what they want to do is they want to approach the weapon and tweak it within itself and say, this is going to behave differently now. This fire rate's going to change. This damage output's going to change. This accuracy, handling, whatever. We're going to change the weapon as opposed to being like, in this particular instance, we're going to change, you know, we're going to change it, how it functions in this particular context. I feel like that is a, a strange way to nerf a weapon, personally. Mr. Exclusive, do you think the season pass would be worth purchasing still or waiting till Shadowkeep comes out? There's no way for me to answer questions like this, so I won't answer them. Make your own judgment call on what they put out as far as promotional materials. Thrally, what do you think about the narrow archetype pool throughout the annual pass? We got at least one legendary shotgun and hand cannon with each season, yet we haven't gotten legendary fusion rifle, one rocket launcher, still no legendary trace rifles. There's a lot of room for more futuristic weapons. The linear fusions, the fusions, the trace rifles, you know, more grenade, like give us more grenade launchers, rocket launchers, give us more of the boom boom and the pow pow, like giving us more shotguns and hand cannons. We we've been we've been doing this for 5 years, man. Start to give us more of the unique futuristic, you know, what you know, kind of crazy weapons. Mad Titan do you think the mountaintop is badly designed quest? It forces players to play in an unfavorable style. Well, yeah, I mean, I I don't like when a quest makes you play in an unnatural way. It's one thing to be like, I prefer pulse rifles, and this quest is making me use hand cannons. That's a little different, right? I prefer hand cannons, and this quest is making me use a pulse, or this is making me use a fusion instead of a shotgun. Having you use something different in your loadout isn't quite the same as... You're basically going to have to run all grenade launchers and just play like a scumbag and try and get double kills. It's just... It's like, wait, what? They ran into this... They ran into this in Titanfall 1. When you wanted to roll over your rank in Titanfall 1, it wasn't just a matter of gaining XP. It was a matter of doing a bunch of random, weird challenges. So what would happen is, you'd get on a team of people that are not... They don't give a freaking rip about winning or the objective they're working on some challenge so they're running some weird loadout and they're playing in some weird way they're running away from the checkpoints and the control points they're not helping the team they're working on some stupid challenge and respawn was honest about that going into titanfall 2 they said that there was a lot of 
you know, play flow and game game objective disruption that happened from the way that they structured that. This is kind of similar, right? It's like you got to play in such a weird way. You don't even know what you're... It's like, what am I doing? <clears throat> what am I doing? All these weapons, all these things I have, and I'm like running around with three grenade launchers trying to get double kills. B-Rush. Bungie has a thing with nerfing pinnacle weapons. They get nerfed the season after they debut. Do you think Bungie will leave pinnacle weapons where they are as far as perks since they're not easy to get? Because at this point, there's no point in getting them if they get nerfed. This is why I'm not going for mountaintop. Too tedious, too long, probably going to get nerfed. Same thing's probably going to happen to the recluse. I was glad I had the recluse. Like, you know, it helped in Crown of Sorrow. But in general, I'm pretty confident both those weapons are going to get nerfed going into... Shadow Keep, and I think they're going to try and do it at a time where we're more distracted about all the all the oohs and the ahs and the exciting stuff that's going to be going into Shadow Keep. You're going to be less likely to get mad about it, but I I, I definitely think it's coming. Deeds six two uh, two six three. Do you think Bungie could introduce more than three pinnacle weapons a season? Maybe one for each planet. Acquiring the weapons could consist of kills, multi kills, lost sector, public event completions. That would be eight. And if you include the moon, that's nine pinnacles on top of the three they do now. So that's 12. If they did one for the raid, like I said, that's 13. That's a lot of pinnacle weapons. I don't know if we want to go that far. I don't know. You add the raid on top of that, and that's a junk ton. You know, I don't know. To me, to me, I think pinnacles are in a good place numerically. Like the quantity, it's just the quest to get them... And then their presence in the game needs to be considered with respect to how you earn them and then what they do after they launch. You know, what, they, what, are they, what are they doing in the game once people have them? Crazy Crunked. What if Pinnacle Weapons were in the general loot pool but you only got the curated role through the Pinnacle quest line? This just seems strange to me. This is kind of like what I said with the raid, right? Like you would get random rolls on the guns, but the curated version of the guns, the raid weapons, would be and feel and look like a Pinnacle. That, to me, is fine. Having the loaded question or the breakneck just randomly dropping from activities, but then the quest line gets you the really, really good version, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Pharaoh. My biggest fear with pinnacle weapons is that they get rid of one of the best parts of Destiny, grinding for god rolls. Why grind for a god roll SMG when it never is going to be as good as the recluse? Do you think this is an issue? It is. It is, because think about it. If they set their sights on every archetype, and in 12 months, by the time they're done with everything, all the annual passes, all the content, you're like, well, there's a pinnacle hand cannon, there's a pinnacle shotgun, there's a pinnacle SMG, there's a pinnacle fusion, there's a pinnacle sniper, there's a pinnacle pulse rifle, there's a pinnacle auto rifle, there's a pinnacle rocket, grenade. If every archetype has a pinnacle, it starts to make you say, why would I grind for these other pieces of gear. This is where the perk pool, the depth of the perk pool, the powers of the the specific perks, the uniqueness of them, all that needs to be considered. Pinnacles should be there to kind of serve as like a unique form of power, not something that's like, well, you don't need any of the other hand cannons now. I would hate to look at a season and be like, well, once I get the pinnacle hand cannon, I mean, all the rest of the hand cannons that season are irrelevant. I, they got to be careful. Pinnacles are dangerous with for in regard to that. Charles Edward Cheese. Sorry this has been brought up, but do you think that the raid weapon should only be curated pinnacle drops a la Vagrota? 
No, I like the idea of random rolls and then the curated roll being like the pinnacle version of it. I think that's a better I think that's a better way of doing it. Now, if they do that though, I do think you should be able to run the raid more than three times a week and just get non-powerful drops. Lucky. Did you see any issues with repeating pinnacle weapon types? Hand cannons, auto rifles, ETC? No, as long as the perks are different and diverse enough and the guns feel separated and, and, and different from each other. Ecal. Do you think Pinnacle Armor would be better route if, like, Loaded Questions perk was on Gauntlets and worked on all fusions? See, I like where your head's at, but the... Yeah. I like where your head's at. That could get really cool. Because then you could use the fusion, the shotgun, the hand cannon, the pulse that you want, but you're, you're planting the... You're planting the Pinnacle thing on the armor. So then... There's all kind of different shotguns and fusions and auto rifles and hand cannons in circulation. Dude, Onslaught on the half dan would probably be nuts. It'd probably be really, really fun. And if I had to wear a pair of gauntlets with Onslaught on them that were pinnacle that took me a long time to get, like the breakneck, that'd be kind of cool. There could be unforeseen problems with what we're saying, though, because basically what that means is, imagine that I can get you know, Desperado on my gauntlets, and any pulse rifle in the game can get Desperado. That might be really difficult to balance, because now Bungie has to consider, okay, any pulse rifle can get Desperado. Blast Furnace, Bygones, Lincoln Green if it comes back, you know, all these pulses can get Desperado, which means they have to consider that when they're designing the weapon, which means there's like this universality to weapon strength so all pulses would have to be kind of reined in just in case somebody decides to use Desperado. And the risk here is that all pulses could then be junk without Desperado. Does that make sense? Imagine that, like, the weapon, imagine, like, Blast Furnace. They have to tone down Blast Furnace because you might use it with Desperado. And Desperado takes it up a notch, makes it really powerful. But they had to tone down Bygones because you might use Desperado on it. Well, the risk there then is all guns would suck unless you had Pinnacle Armor. Do you see what you're doing? You're creating the need to, like, actually make weapons suck unless you have Pinnacle Armor. I'm not saying that that's what you wanted, but that could be a potential result of what you're what you're asking for either that or weapons become absurd a bygones or a blast furnace with desperado in pvp could be absurd it was on the 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 redrix for a reason redrix was slow out of the gate and sped up it could be problematic on other other pulses that are faster out of the box breadline boy are Bungie trying to train us for more difficult future content with the callous bounties? Everyone is not dying provision. I don't think so. I think the not dying provision is because you're trying to kind of like prove your strength and your metal to callous. That's sort of the, that's like the way that he looks at us. He thinks of us in that regard. We're, we're being tested. We're being tried. He's, he's wanting to see just how strong we are. And I think that's part of the equation that needs to be considered um, whenever they're whenever they're creating this kind of content they're not necessarily saying well because we're requiring you not to die we're getting you ready for hard content it might just be well that's kind of the way callus works and operates he wants to see you how, how strong you are do these things and by the way don't die you know so 
JD Gamer. Hey, Lona, do you think Mountaintop is the quest that should be nerfed? Me personally, I believe they shouldn't do to the fact that I don't care what you think, man. Stop it. Stop that. Stop it. Stop submitting questions that are just you complaining about something. And I don't think they should change Mountaintop. Too many people worked hard to get it. Evil the Waffler. I agree, would love more detail to stats, but do you think they don't give us more information because of the community talking to each other? That's not a reason why. I mean, somebody said in chat that Dylan said it makes it really hard to go back and, like, localize stuff because if they make changes to guns, then the stats could get all messed up. I Okay, here's the problem. Here's the problem with accepting that as an answer. Dim gives me numbers. Dim doesn't have to go in and do anything. Dim gives me numbers. It gives me numbers on your quests. It gives me numbers on your weapons. Now, maybe he was speaking specifically to perks that are like, extends the duration, and it doesn't tell you how long it extends the duration. Maybe that's what Dylan meant. Like, that's really hard to localize. If we make a change to that perk or make a change to that weapon, then we got to go in and like locally change the flavor text. Okay, but reload, aim assist range impact putting a number on those stat bars there's i don't see why you wouldn't do that because like i said dim does it anyway they literally apply a number value to the bar however full it is is it 65 percent? is it 72 percent? and then they show you the number that bungie could do that that's not a localization thing that's literally a number that responds to how full the bar is now again dylan could have been talking about a perk that says increases duration of blah 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 and they're like yeah we have to literally go in and locally change that flavor text so if we make an adjustment to that perk we'd also have to change that that flavor text my pushback on that as a reason to not make those changes is if you're changing a perk Let's imagine they're changing the Juju perk. Because right now, the Juju Catalyst, if Bungie goes in and changes it, because it says extends the duration of String of Curses, let's say they up it to two seconds. When you're going in and changing that Catalyst, you can't go in and change the flavor text? So I would need to read exactly what he was saying and what he meant by it, because like I don't really understand why you can't give us numbers, because if you do make changes to the archetypes, it would change their damage output but are they changing it via the impact bar like let's let's take an example when they buffed the base damage of certain weapons in a recent update are they doing that in the back end and we can't see that or are they messing with the impact bar I don't know we don't know how they do it I don't know if we've ever paid attention to that somebody on reddit or a youtube video has probably figured this out when they say the base damage of fusion rifles has been increased right when they say that are they are are they doing it via impact or are they just going into a background number on the weapon changing it and the staff bars don't change at all so on monday the weapon's weaker on wednesday it's stronger and the stat bars haven't shifted at all i don't know how they do it it might be it might be case by case basis because they, they change the RPM of the Lunas, you know what I'm saying? So, like, that's a stat change when you look at the gun, but it's not always that simple. So, I don't know. White Light. What would you think of changing a pinnacle quest to be like upgrading the rose? You pick up the weapon with no perks from the vendor, you do the quest to unlock the perks. I mean, that was cool, and they could do more of that. That's not how every pinnacle should be, though. There are different styles of quests. That's one style. They could do more of that, I think. ADJC. Do you think there should be a pinnacle weapon class for valor and not for glory? Um, 
I mean, people would probably say because it's a pinnacle, it needs to be an environment where, you know, there's risk and challenge. But the problem with that is, is that both the PvE and the Gambit pinnacles just require X number of games, X number of kills, X number of strikes. And when you go into a Glory Valor situation, Glory can go down and Valor can't. So there's a part of me that's like, well, logically speaking... The PVE, the Gambit, and the, and, the, and the Crucible Pinnacles are not equal because Gambit and Vanguard Pinnacles are just a matter of doing so many games and so many kills. Uh, the Wendigo has risk. You can lose progress by death. I mean, even as you type that, Throlly, I think deep down you know that's not really comparable. Dying in a strike ain't really comparable to how often you're going to lose crucible matches and lose glory. You know, I mean, you know, there's a pretty big difference there. Um, so I would, I would say, I would say that that, that needs to be, um, that need, that needs to be maybe a change that they make. I'm not going to die on that hill. Um, I'm not going to die on that hill. Uh, but check chat log uh but i would say that they could afford to maybe consider doing that they could maybe afford to consider doing that if everybody wants to report that uh that profile in chat um i would strongly encourage you to do that i don't know if twitch is ever going to do anything about it but there's going to be a link in chat if you guys want an easier way to report that person for threats of harm that are taken very seriously, would love to see this person get IP banned, but they're probably using a proxy. So um, there's literally a link above ADJC says which one. There's a link to the profile. I would Everybody should report that uh, profile. Gallerborn says, with minor spec ETC already boosting only PVE damage, couldn't they just start putting that as an intrinsic bonus so pinnacle weapons won't break crucible, or crucible pinnacles could have a guardian spec? Man, I like where your head's at. This is actually pretty good. That could dial back some of the nature of things like Recluse and Mountaintop and other things going in and, and being so strong in PVE. There really isn't a pinnacle there really is not a pinnacle pve weapon that's going into crucible and causing problems like nobody's going into crucible with the loaded question and really running amok i mean it's a strong weapon but like loaded question the breakneck the wendigo none of these weapons are going into crucible and being arguably breaking things recluse and mountaintop are insane and they're pin they're pvp pinnacles you know so what are we reporting for? Threats of harm? Uh, RKO. Why do you think the PvP pinnacle weapons are better in PvE than the PvE pinnacle weapons? Maybe next season PvE pinnacle... Yeah, I addressed this in the talk. Um, what I said was, very simply, to make a weapon a pinnacle in PvP, it has to be efficient at... it's It does, it does um, lots of damage and it does it efficiently. Those two things. Okay? Lots of damage, and it does it efficiently, okay? That translates into PvE really, really strongly. Really, really strongly. And a PvE weapon doesn't necessarily translate really, really strongly into the Crucible. So, like, the Delirium. 
the delirium you got to get that you got to get the the kill tally and then you got to if you run over green or purple armor it refills itself you got like 200 wet you know bullets with a kill tally times three you know what i'm saying well if that's going on that ain't gonna get its footing in crucible wendigo same deal breakneck same deal so when that's going on I, I think that doesn't translate over into pve the only way you make a weapon strong in pvp the only way is by making it do lots of damage and it does damage efficiently that's it that's the stru- that's the structure of efficient da- of, of making a good well that goes into pve and of course it's going to be great you, may, you the, the 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 simplistic way you make guns strong in pvp it's so simplistic so it's like you know what i mean of course it's gonna go in pve and be really really strong thrally with some pve pinnacles deliberately designed to be weak in pvp breakneck loaded question when to go do you think this should be done to pvp pinnacles too? example mountaintop half reserve uh half the reserves recluse not triggering on red bars you got to be careful here because you're go- the, the, I think the previous question that said something about like an intrinsic perk that makes it stronger in PvP and an intrinsic perk that makes it stronger in PvE. I think they were on the right track. What you're saying I think is problematic because you're basically saying if you grind for like a really really strong SMG in PvP, it it isn't going to be it isn't going to be very good in PvE. You're basically like, "Oh, make the recluse trash in PvE." I think that's a bit of an overreaction. I think the the suggestion before this was a little bit more, uh, maybe maybe a little more tasteful. That might not be the right word. It just was a little bit more careful and res- and, and reserved. This seems like a huge swing. Yeah, recluse is gonna be trash and PVE. Bam, and you just smack it down. Recluse not triggering red bars doesn't affect PVP. You can still kill yellow bars with special. No, 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 no. Strolly, you're taking the engine that makes Recluse strong and you're saying it won't it basically won't work in PvE. That's what makes it so strong. Is you're like you're just ripping through red bars and reloading and then melting the heavy guys. 26 months from Benjani. Thank you, dude. Uh Stewball, do you think raids should have a timer to receive the exotic? Maybe 15 runs or so. I've addressed this before. I think after 12 completions, a quest should open up for the exotic if you don't have it yet. As a st- as like a nice backstop, you know, levy. Gritter, is there something wrong with saying you can either hit Fable or Reset Valor five times for the end of each Crucible Pinnacle? Even Ace of Spades had an or choice for the end of his quest. I mean, okay, okay. I just don't want to have separate quest lines. I hear where you're coming from, Gritter, and, I, and I'm willing to concede that point. That it only takes so many strikes or so many kills or so many Gambit matches or so many things to get the PvE and Gambit Crucible, uh, I'm sorry, Gambit Pinnacles, the PvE and Gambit Pinnacles. The Crucible Pinnacle is a little bit much, maybe. Maybe they could give you a hit this hit this glory or reset Valor three times or something. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'll concede that maybe they could consider doing this, but I don't want you to be like, I don't want to go into PvP for the Recluse. I'm going to grind strikes for it. I don't think that that's how they should approach it at all. Colonel says, You may have been asked this already, but would you be open to Bungie making Pinnacle Armor? Yeah, 100%. We, we, we had a, a decent suggestion for it, but we got to be careful, I think, with Pinnacle Armor. My apologies for sending a novel last time. Ah, oh, you're all right. Ecow, thoughts on crit chance? 
on autos and perks to increase crit chance to 100% basically what the recluse does ah I don't know that could break crucible you know I feel like body shot damage going up on an auto rifle in PVE specifically and if you do enough body shot damage and get enough and get enough rapid kills it could feed the next mag we kind of already had that idea shattered with Borderlands 3 and Shadow keep releasing so close together do you plan on covering both games yes uh ecow Watch your recent video on Titans and PvE. Do you think the reason Titans aren't too useful is bosses don't shoot back in damage... Hang on. Is that bosses don't shoot back in damage phases, which wasn't the case in Heroic Menagerie. Look at DPS phases in all the raids. Oh, I see what you're driving at. Because the... The Ursa... The Ursa Titan is so important in Heroic Menagerie. My answer to this, if you listen to my Q&A session, I said it numerous times. Look at the 27 attunements, make them all better, so that I don't, even as a warlock, I should be tempted to run like a Geomag Chaos Reach, or a Skull Nova again. Make the other attunements stronger, and then capstone them with exotics, the way that well is capstone with Luna Faction Boots, the way that, you know, the way that Celestial Nighthawk works. That's what they should be doing. And the fact that there's one instance in one environment where Ursa, Ursa Titans are getting some footing is kind of proof of what I'm saying. You should be like, well, this is a great spot for Ursa Titan. This is a great spot for some, you know, like I called it the lightning rod for the Titan, where if he hits them with Code of the Missile Super and, you know, he has the helmet on that does lightning rod, the, the, you know, the boss takes tons of damage from lightning damage. So you could have the Titan contributing to support and debuffing the, you know, the boss for damage increase or something like that. Like, I should be tempted by the other attunements, and I'm not. Warlocks are boring. Warlocks are Well of Radiance, Well of Radiance, Well of Radiance everywhere. Hunters are Riggs Teller or Celestial Nighthawk. And then Titans are like, I suck. Do you need Melting Point? No. Stay in the well. Be safe. Shut the frick up. Or can you please hold down the button and give us an Ursa Shield? they need the other attunements to be stronger and then capstone them with an exotic because there are 27 attunements in the game and in pve it's well tether celestial that's it and then now we have a space for ursa ursa titans that's basically it 27 attunements that you can run and they're all it's like we're using six of them regularly out of the 27 that's a shame that needs to be fixed that needs to be changed. Uh, origami. What would you think of pinnacle weapons being brought into the game the same way you had to upgrade the rows? We already talked. Somebody already asked this question. Jones, with the new season coming and the game going to free to play, with the amount, well, it's not going to free to play. That's completely inaccurate. Uh, the, I, you, there's a free entry point. You still got to pay for Shadow Keep and the seasons beyond it. With the amount of people calling for nerfs. Is this going to be a problem when new players come to the platform? Do you think more of our precious weapons will be nerfed because of this? Uh, established franchises bringing in new players is always tough. Bungie called it free to play. Uh, I don't... Okay, I just want to nuance it. I, it is free to play. It's a free entry point. Free entry point is different than free to play. Fortnite Battle Royale is free to play and you can buy skins. Dauntless is free to play. Bungie's is free entry point. It ain't... Yeah. That's touchy to me. 
if I tell somebody it's free to play and then the next breath they're like I want to go and do what you're doing oh you got to pay money for that what I thought I was free to play you know that's not me for misunderstanding well no it's okay Jones I mean apparently every free to play game has optional DLC are you sure about that are you sure about that Milky every free to play game has optional DLC does Dauntless have optional DLC does Fortnite I don't think so I don't think so. A lot of free-to-play games, you don't have to spend a dime on content. It's 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 a battle pass and cosmetics. Yeah, but that's that's but that's oh yeah. I mean DLC, a battle pass is DLC. Ah, uh, that's yeah. That gets touchy to me. I free-to-play. We're all thinking differently here, and I think that's fine. When I hear free-to-play, I hear. You don't have to spend a dime on content. You can buy extra, like, cool stuff like the Battle Pass or skins. Um, it's, we're, we're splitting hairs. I think it's important to split these hairs, though, so new players understand what the frick is going on. Free entry point. If you want the latest DLC, it costs money. Free entry points different than free to play. Free to play feels broad and far reaching and potentially could mislead people. I'm just trying to be safe. In any case, let's answer the question. Whenever you bring new people into an established franchise, there's danger, okay? Go and try and play Gears of War PvP and you'll know what the frick I'm talking about. You're gonna get your clock cleaned. Go try and play Halo against Ogre 2. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> try and play Fortnite after taking a month off. It hurts. It's hard. It's like, oh my gosh, everyone's a god. Everyone's a mini Tifu, you know? Moth with five months and Big Huge with three months. Welcome back. So, that's a challenge in and of itself. On top of that is a challenge that Jones Jr. is good to highlight here. People might be like, what the frick? I gotta go back and grind for a recluse. That's the meta in PvP. I gotta go back and get a mountaintop. I gotta go back and get this. Like, holy frick. So you got experience. You got skill. You got long-standing members of the community. And they're in Crucible. And they're wrecking face. And they've got weapons that you have almost no way of getting, you know, out of the gate. That's a challenge. That's a challenge. Here's why I'm not too concerned. I would wager to say if let's say let's say 500,000 people half a million let's say half a million start jumping in and playing in September I bet you most of those people are not going to be playing PvP a a large a large portion of the time if you're going to jump in that late in the game I don't think you're coming to Destiny for the PvP it's just just a hunch that I have Uh, so I think it's probably okay it is a risk it is a danger they're gonna have to consider how that plays out but i i'm not as concerned given that i think a lot of the people are going to look at new light and they're going to look at destiny and if they find it appealing and want to come in they'll probably be more of an rpg minded person think about it luke smith says we're leaning into mmo we're leaning into being an mmo action game with more stats you know more depth that doesn't really speak to the pvp crowd 
Oh, but you know, True Vanguard can come up with an insane build and have build videos. That's cool. Ryan can do that. He's a really smart guy. So can MTash. But if I'm outside of the Destiny community and I hear them talking about leaning into MMO action and stats and depth, that's not speaking to PvP players. Um, so they haven't talked about PvP yet. Sure. Sure. Maybe they might start targeting non non-Destiny players with the PvP. I don't think that's going to be their that's I don't think that's going to be their bread and butter. I think the grind and their RPG elements and the and the hobbyist influence the the hobbyist investment paths they're adding, I think are going to speak more to people who are fans of RPGs and MMO who are currently not playing Destiny. So I don't think you're going to have this massive influx of PVP players. So uh, Lucifer says, do you think pinnacle weapons should be an easy PVE and PVP like recluses of both PVP and PVE? Uh, what do you think about it? We've this question we've gotten a lot today about their versatility in both sides of the game. Uh, Nodak stream. Do you think it'd be a good idea to only allow one pinnacle slot at a time? Already had this question. No, do not limit how many pinnacles somebody can equip. They're legendary weapons that just happen to be really good. King Diddy. Some curated roles aren't as good. I have a better role on an Ostringer than the curated role. How do you think Bungie should look at curated roles? This is why I think curated roles haven't really arrived yet. Curated role, like the curated Warden's Law. What the frick? The curated Chattering Bone, huh? Like, there's so many curated roles that don't even make sense. So, I would think a curated role should feel more like a pinnacle version of that particular gun instead of Here's a set loadout. Here's free seven enhancement cores, basically. You know, that's what a lot of people do. They're like, oh, thanks to the enhancement cores. Because it's like, what is it? High impact reserves is on the chattering bone? Like, what the frick? Why? Uh, you know, the most probably non-impactful perk in the dadgum game. 25 months from DC for the win. Thank you. Um, It has kill clip and high impact reserves. Yeah, like that doesn't really speak to aspirational raid content. Oh man, I got a curated pulse from the raid. What's it got? Uh, kill clip and high impact reserves. Say what? What is that? What? Those don't even synergize. Those those perks don't even synergize. If that's the role, I don't know what the role is. Is that the role on the on the curated chattering? Kill clip doesn't synergize with high impact reserves. They don't pair together because by the time you're getting high impact reserves, kill clip is gone. That's a dumb that's a dumb curated role. It's dumb. It's as dumb as putting Zen Moment on the curated warden's law. It's stupid. Zen Moment on the slowest shooting primary in the game. Wait, what? Who who did that? Is that a joke? You know what I'm saying? Pinnacle Pinnacle and curated roles should be really closely related. They should be really closely related. Evil the Waffler. The PvP pinnacle weapons seem to be a problem with PvP always seem to be the problem. Do they need to stop PvP weapons? No. They, I don't think so, because as I said earlier, if you get rid of them, something else will rise to the top. Romanian Czar. I'm with a group and trying to get the recluse, but I know the mini tool is pretty effective in PvE and PvP. What role would it have to have to be as effective? I don't even think the best role on the mini tool is going to come close to the recluse because it doesn't get the damage buff. It doesn't get the reload buff. Like, I just don't think you're going to be able to get it. I mean, you could get, can you even get rampage on the mini tool? That'd be the only way to do it. Something that makes the, the reload really fast with rampage. And then I guess throw rampage spec on it. And then you could throw mini spec on it. I just, it, oh, it can't even, I don't yeah. Threat detection on mini tool is good. A threat detector, isn't it? Um, 
Threat detected and surrounded is the best roll. It can roll feeding frenzy. The mini tool can roll feeding frenzy? Really? Are you sure about that? Anyways, I don't think you're going to come close to the recluse. You just aren't. It, I, the breakneck is probably closer to being a poor man's recluse because of the because of onslaught. The breakneck is probably likely to be as close as you're going to get to recluse. You're going to get closer to the efficiency of recluse with breakneck than you are with the mini tool, I would think, because the recluse the, the breakneck is going to have range advantage as well. Lucky. When it comes to effectiveness, isn't it probable that developers are leery of putting effective PvP weapons accessible in PvE? Can you imagine if everyone had a Luna's Howl, like everyone has loaded question? I mean, this isn't even a question. Yeah, I mean, they don't want to make really strong weapons too accessible. A clue. Do you feel they should change the way they do Gambit Pinnacle weapons? I feel like people using bows kind of throws them at... Yeah, what the frick were they thinking about that? What the frick were they thinking? Why mini tool feeding frenzy? Oh, it can get feeding frenzy. That's pretty good. The reload on breakneck is dumb though. Breakneck has too much ramp up time. No, it doesn't. Breakneck with rampage spec is really strong. It is not. You kill two trash ads and that thing is ripping. That thing is ripping. It's very fast. Put rampage spec on there and it's golden. Uh. Yeah, bows and gambit. Ugh, what the heck, man. 90% 90% of anyone running Gambit is throwing in order to complete bounties and quests. Well, yeah, not only that. Yeah, if you're just trying to get the quest done. Yeah, I yeah, I agree. I don't know what they should do there. Because then if you if you have to go in and try and bank moats, then people are just going to basically bank moats. And then that's like, I guess, the end of it. Ghostface. With the effort being placed on mods and attunements in Shadowkeep, do you think all our perks will be in the armor or guns will be static. Sorry if off topic. With the ever being placed on mods and attunements and shaggy, do you think all of our perks will be in the armor? Guns will be static? No, they're not going to go back to static rolls. No. Ozymandia. Recluse in PvP with perk activated does crit damage to body and crit damage remains the same. In PvE, Recluse does crit damage to body and crit damage is increased even more. This recluse, this makes Recluse better in PvE than PvP. That's That's debatable. I feel this is the inherent issue. Do you think making PvE behavior match PvP will bring it in line? Dude, nobody's complaining about this. Why are you even type? Why are you even saying this? <laughs> nobody's saying this. Nobody's like, dude, the recluse is just too strong in PvE, man. I'm killing these acolytes just way too quickly. No one's saying that. <laughs> That's not a problem. The, the, the recluse is problematic because of the kill time in PvP combined with one-eyed mask. It's, it's silly. It's silly. Watch Gig's latest video. I, th- this is not an issue. It isn't. And it's debatable. Saying recluse is better in PvE than PvP, that's debatable. Because, listen, you can only kill trash ads so quickly. So even when recluse is just melting ads, a really good awestringer, bam, 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 headshot, 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 headshot. A really good uh, warden's law, dude. I start cracking heads. I'm killing trash ads immediately. Just as soon as they come out the door with rampage times three, man, just taking their heads off. The only thing that, like, the recluse starts to dip in and do that I can't do with a really good primary is it starts to melt the yellow bars or the majors. I don't think it's a problem that needs addressed, though. JD Gamer, if we end up getting a hard mode of procedure for the raid inside of Shadowkeep, what do you think Bungie should do for gear to make it worth doing? 
intrinsic perks on the armor to make us stronger in the raid, make the guns not suck, and you're good to go. You're Doomslayer. You're potent. How oh how potent do you see in intellect, strength, and discipline will be in Shadowkeep? How am I supposed to answer this? How much would you want it to? I honestly don't know. I mean, it should make a difference and it should be noticeable. Tier 12 discipline build with Starfire Protocol, Fusion Grenades was so freaking fun. So, like, I want to be able to do that. Empower me to do that and I'll be a happy camper. Gummy Grizzle. For a curated rolled weapon, do you think it would be a good idea to have a PvP and a PvE set of perks based on activity? Having separate perks has been an idea that people have had for a really long time, and I don't think Bungie's ever going to do it. Gale Play. How do you think Bungie is going to handle new light in PvP? Old players are so much far away with weapons alone. Should Bungie make soft restart on gear? Old players already get a head start. <sighs> Boy, if you do a soft restart, I mean, then you'd have to make light enabled, because if not, you could still use the old weapons. What's going to stop you from using god-rolled anything in Crucible? If light advantage isn't on, then there'd be no reason to put them down. So even if they do a soft restart, maybe there should be a playlist for newcomers. Maybe if you're brand new to the game, you get to go into a playlist and you get to go in there until you've played 50 matches or something. And once you've played 50 matches, you can't go in there anymore. And that's just for people that come in through new light. Smurf accounts can't really go in there and accomplish anything. Maybe just go in, look how good I am. But I mean, who's going to want to do that for very long? It's only like 25 matches. Crew Lovin'. How do you feel about grinding for pinnacle mods to put into any weapon? Obviously, it can't be a broken mod. Yeah, I mean, if they do more depth with mods, you know, I think one of the dangers, this is similar to the danger of saying you could do pinnacle armor. Pinnacle armor and a pinnacle mod can land on every weapon or every weapon within that type, which makes it difficult. Um, That makes it difficult because it's like, well, now anytime they make a hand cannon, anytime they make a shotgun, auto rifle, fusion, whatever, they have to consider that mod when they're building that weapon. And I think that that's difficult. Mods should be adding, you know, marginal benefits, slightly faster reload, extending rampage stuff like that it's like a capstone you got to be careful with mods and with armor because if i can suddenly have a pair of gauntlets that basically replicates outlaw then that's not that big of a deal because i can go for something i can go for a hand cannon i don't have to worry about outlaw but that's not the same as being like what did somebody say earlier like it would put onslaught on the auto rifles if i had gauntlets that could do Onslaught on every auto rifle that means every auto rifle needs to be tuned and tweaked and built as if it's going to have onslaught and then that creates a problem with if you don't have the onslaught gauntlets all the auto rifles are trash because you'd have to rein the weapons in so much because once onslaught lands like now it's a good weapon so weapons would suck until you got a pinnacle mod or a pinnacle gauntlet does that make sense like you got to be really really careful if 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 mods are so strong that weapons have to be toned down then weapons suck until the mod comes in and i just that can be that can be kind of weird i think and dangerous like random rolls on weapons should be able you should be able to get a good weapon and then the mod is a capstone that makes a marginal change Vork says, you think they'll finally move away from primary weapons in slot 1 to all special weapons in slot 2? Man, I would freaking love it if they would do that, dude. Do that and give us give us elemental primaries. 
elemental primaries don't they don't do anything they just pop shields do it uh ashton says what do you think we need to promote gunfights and not just everyone running around with special weapons in pvp zero clue what they can do uh path of least resistance is what people take to victory and shoulder charge shotguns lord of wolves is the path of least resistance so people playing that way are playing smart that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to take the path of least resistance, use what's most powerful, that's how you win. That's exactly how you should be playing Crucible. When I play Grimy in the Crucible, I have the most fun and I put up the best stats. Sorry. When I had to go for gun kills for the Lumina, I was freaking miserable because nobody wants to get in gunfights. I was like, this sucks, dude. This sucks. Nobody wants to get in a gunfight. As soon as I put on Skull Fort and I shoulder charge and I Lord of Wolves people, I'm laughing and I'm putting up good stats. I, you know, it's just the nature of it now, you know? If Pinnacle Armor is introduced, should armor be only effective in their respective playlists? Strike armor? Yes, this is dangerous. You're going down loadout road. Loadouts are great. All this whole armor set gives me benefits in strike this armor set gives me benefits in crucible this armor set gives me benefits in the raid or 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 this planet if they do that there needs to be a loadout system so i can change my loadout really really quickly that's problematic that that that's great that's good depth but that there's a lot of quality of life that would need to be built before they start doing armor armor sets like that i want it i'm not saying no to it i'm just saying they're they're gonna they they would have to put a loadout system in the game. So I'm trying to be more disciplined in the length of these because I do two segments a day now with stream stop. So I'm gonna cut it there. There's no questions in queue. People are trying to hit questions really fast now, and that's when I tend to cut it. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live Twitch.tv/slash Say No to Rage. We're gonna continue streaming into another segment in just a minute here. If you're live, click the follow button that helps support me. That's the little heart button. If you're listening or watching in all the other locations, please like, share, and subscribe. <laughs> 